0: This is What's, What's With, with Washington? Washington, Will you ask the questions about our region, about the place we live, about your neighborhood,
1: Anacostia,
0: Prince George's County, Pentagon City, Woodley Park. Park, Columbia Heights,
1: and WAMU Answers.
0: I'm a second-generation Washingtonian. Board
1: 5. Welcome to What's With Washington. I'm Michaela LaFrac. Today, we're talking about daycare, specifically how expensive it is in the D.C. region. And oh my gosh, this is something that so many people in the DMV are dealing with. Parents, you're going through a lot. I didn't really know the extent of this issue, but I'm learning. And some of what I figured out is that the costs around daycare are really complicated. But hopefully, me and some of my fellow reporters can help you make sense of it. We start with Ellie Yu. Hey, Ellie. Hey, Michaela. You've been reporting almost primarily on uh, issues... Surrounding families for the past couple weeks. That's right.
0: So, I've been working um, with Martin Ostromuel. He's a reporter in the newsroom on this project on raising families. Um, and my colleague, Jenny Abamu, who's our education reporter, also did this story the original story of why is childcare so expensive in the region? We have a Facebook group, and people who join the Facebook group are asked, you know, what would you like us to cover more? And childcare is on a lot of them. And part of the reason is because, I mean, as we know, it is expensive. Um, and DC specifically, the region has one of the highest child care costs in the country. Really? It's not uncommon for people to be paying like a fifth or 20 percent of their income a month on child care. So that's like your rent or your mortgage that uh, people are paying for. Wow.
1: So when people are asking questions in this Facebook group, what's the tone of them? Are they stressed out or anxious or looking for answers? Totally stressed out. Like it's uh,
0: expensive to live here. A lot of them are living away from their parents and their extended network. They're battling traffic. And, uh, you know, Metrobus is Uh, don't allow open strollers, for example. So it's, yeah, parents seem to be really stressed out. Tell me broadly, what are the options to drop off your kids if you're heading to work? So there's the traditional, you know, center-based care. Those are the child care daycare centers that you see around town. Um, There are home-based care options. So someone who has a child care business in their own home. Some families I've heard have done something called nanny sharing. So they They'll they'll find a family and then share share a nanny with. So them. she's like there with one with, family with one, one day or one with family With one family day? at one family's house, but the um, other family will drop off their kid there. Oh, okay, yeah.
1: Does it ever? I I feel like I'm on the cusp of this period where a lot of my friends are are about to start having kids, and it kind of makes me nervous to like hit that point in our lives because it just seems. So complicated, so expensive, and I feel like I should be thinking about it as a really happy point in life. Like, does it ever fill you with that, like, yeah, dread kind of anxiety? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: totally. I mean, like, some people that we've heard from are, you know, um, delaying having kids. Um, we've heard from a, quite a number of people who, you know, are timing out having kids, um, like, strategically. So they don't want two kids in childcare at one time because that's just like, way too expensive. It's, like, double the cost, right? So they're trying to wait until the first child is in, like, start school so that they don't have two children that they're paying for. In oh, so care. that
1: first, that older kid will be in public school Correct. and then the younger kid, they're, they're responsible for that kid's exactly. care. Exactly. Wow. And what like what other options are are people coming up with to handle this situation? Like are people being, I can imagine people are being pretty creative. Yeah. One thing I've heard, um, so the number of people who are actually like
0: moving in or having their grandparents move in has gone up. Huh. Um, that's been happening since the recession, actually. And that's been happening here. So some people are kind
1: of making that, that work. And really relying on their family structure. Right. But right. what if you don't have that here? I talked to one woman
0: who, like met a mom through this app called peanut. it's It's like she described it as like tinder for moms, which it was really I funny. love that that
1: exists yeah.
0: Um I've heard from some people who will share like babysitting costs or will like, babysit for a couple friend and they'll sort of trade babysitting each other's kids.
1: One of the reasons childcare costs so much is that we just live in an expensive city. Rents are high. But more than that, some of the regulations enacted in different parts of the DMV can end up having a really big impact on cost. So if we're talking regulations, I knew I had to talk to my colleague Martin Ostermule. He's the resident wonk in the newsroom, and he's also a parent himself. Thanks for joining us, Martin. Happy to be here. So before we get started, I wanted to hear a little bit about your family because you know you know the D.C. area child care system pretty intimately,
2: right? I've invested a significant amount of my financial wherewithal in the region's childcare system. So, yeah, I know it well.
1: <laughs> so tell me about your kids. How old are they?
2: So I have two kids. I have Annabella, who is five and a half, and I have Natalia, who is turning two in about three weeks.
1: Okay. And what, what types of, of daycare school are they in right now?
2: So Annabella is in kindergarten, but she went through pre-K three and four in the district, which means that that was free for us. Uh, Natalia is in a little home-based daycare center in northwest D.C.
1: And how'd you find that daycare?
2: Both were word of mouth. I mean, honestly, we had no idea what we were doing when we first had kids or when we had a second kid, actually. So we just asked around and friends said, these places are great. And we said, we trust our friends.
1: So can you tell me a little bit about what it's like to have your kids move from daycare into kindergarten to preschool and like what that that shift is like? Because it seems like it's a major headache for a lot of parents.
2: Yeah, it can be. So once your kid hits three, they can enter the city's free pre-K system, which a lot of parents do because it saves them a ton of money. Uh, But to do that, you have to lottery into programs. Not every program has, there's more demand than there is supply in a lot of the programs. So some schools have extremely high demand for a small number of seats. And the only way they can Fairly give those seats out is by a lottery. So everybody enters the school lottery. You choose twelve schools that you'd love your kid to go to for pre K, three, and four, and you basically hit submit, and it's a total game of chance.
1: That seems so strange. Like I mean, it seems very fair, but also when yeah. it's like your child's education on the line, I cannot imagine how stressful that process would right. be.
2: Right. And honestly, if if demand were spread across the city evenly, it would be perfectly fine because there's more seats than there are actual kids, so the city can deal with this. It's just the fact that. There's some schools that are seen to be very good and are very good. And that's where everybody wants to go. And it's like there's probably two dozen schools that everybody applies to. Yeah. So we're talking thousands of people on wait lists. Oh, my God. Yeah. So,
1: OK. So a little bit more about your your daycare situation. How, if you don't mind me asking, how much does it cost?
2: So it's very different now with our second child than, than it was with our first because the first was in a center. And daycare centers tend to cost more than home-based settings. And a home-based settings literally... A provider has lives in a house and they want to use one level of it for daycare, and they're only going to take care of six kids. Those tend to be a little more affordable. That's where our young daughter Natalia is, and we're and I'll tell you how much it costs. It's about thirteen hundred to sixteen hundred a month, depending on how many weeks are in the month, because you pay by the week. Um, which sounds expensive and is expensive, but compared to what we were paying for my older daughter Annabella, who was in a childcare center, and that one I think started at eighteen hundred a month.
1: Wow, what's Helped you and your wife balance your budget and fit these very substantial costs into your your family's larger budget.
2: I mean, honestly, luck, luck, and planning. We've been lucky that we have jobs that pay us what we what they do pay us, so we can afford this. But in the grand scheme of things, I mean, there have been months, many months, especially with my older kid who had a more expensive childcare setting, that mortgage and childcare payments were a huge chunk of what we were getting paid on a monthly basis, and so everything else took us, you know, was kind of set aside. Um we didn't and I'm saying like obviously we'd pay our we pay loans that we have outstanding, we pay our bills and stuff, so we are still lucky we can buy food, but there's not a whole lot of like disposable income to use. If friends were like, hey, let's go out for the night, let's get a babysitter and we can go eat at a restaurant. We're just like, that's not happening. Why don't you you know you guys can come over and we'll cook you because it's way and cook you or dinner. You guys come over, cheaper. you
1: watch our kids, we'll leave.
2: Exactly. <laughs> we'll go somewhere really cheap like Chipotle, <laughs> and that'll be the that's our night out.
1: Up next, Martin turns the tables on me.
2: Hi, it's Diane. The next meeting of my book club is on Wednesday, May 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll host a discussion of Mad Honey by Jody Pico and Jennifer Finney Boylan, followed by a conversation with the authors. Find out more and register at dianereamorg book club.
1: What's your question about the Washington region? We want to know. Go to wamu.org slash what's with or give us a call 202-885-7250. We'll choose our future episodes from the questions you send in. Send us your questions. I'm Daisy Rosario,
0: Managing Producer of Podcasts here at WAMU. We have reached the end of Season 1 for the new What's With Washington podcast. And I have to say, it has been so much fun to produce. And we want to do more. You can show your support for another season by becoming a member today. Just visit WAMU.org and click the Donate button to become a member. And when you do, leave a comment letting us know that it was the What's With Washington podcast that brought you there. Thank you so much.
1: All right, Martin, we're back. And I hear you have a little game prepared for me.
2: All right. Well, this okay. is I'm basically a, a set of assertions, essentially. Okay. And you're going to say, yes, that's true or no, that's false.
1: Okay. Is there an essay portion? Because I usually do best on those.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's not an essay portion. but I'm no. sure we, we could work one out, but no, okay. there isn't right now. All right. So the first one. In Arlington, a childcare center must have one parking space per employee. True or false?
1: One parking space per employee. That seems like a pretty straightforward requirement. I'm going to say yes, one per employee.
2: You are correct, but it is now changing. And the reason it's changing has everything to do with how expensive child care is. It's really expensive to have a single parking spot for every employee of a child care center, especially in places that have metro access and bus access. Right. So, Arlington County did a study and figured out it's prohibitively expensive, and it was driving their shortage of, of child care seats.
1: Oh, interesting. So, child care Providers were, were paying a ton of money to right. secure like, what, 8, 10, 12 parking spots for all their staff. And that was like driving their costs way, way, way up. Exactly. So now they're changing
2: it so it's only one parking spot per a certain amount of kids in the child care center. So it's gonna oh. in theory, it's going to make it easier for child care centers to open up in different parts of the county, which would, in theory, drive down costs. Okay. All right. Great. All right. Next one. A daycare in D.C., Maryland or Virginia must have 75 feet of outdoor space per kid.
1: 75 feet of outdoor space per kid, that seems like a lot. I'm going to say false.
2: You are correct. Yes. Because, but you're correct, because uh, child care centers can apply for a permit in some of the municipalities to use a nearby public park instead of maintaining their own public space. But yes, otherwise, you are actually supposed to have 75 feet per kid. Really? That seems
1: really hard to do around here. I know. Exactly. Huh.
2: All right. Moving along to the next one. Most places around the DMV have some sort of free pre-K program, so you're off the hook for childcare expenses when your kid turns three or four, false. True.
1: True. You, no, I no. Said meant. You, tr- tr- no, definitely you, you, meant true. Okay, so I think
2: <laughs> so. The answer is false. You were correct. I shouldn't have responded by <laughs> saying true. So Come the ans- the answer is false. Most places in the DMV do not have free pre K. Only the district does. Right. Montgomery County, Prince George's County, Fairfax, Arlington, and Alexandria have pre K. But in most cases, it's only for four-year-olds, and it's only from f- for four-year-olds from low-income families. That they have to apply for the slots. Not all the kids get access to it. D.C. has free for three- and four-year-olds, no matter who, who they are and what families they come from. Okay. All right. Because most daycare starts with infants at the age of three months, roughly, let's talk for a second about what to do with your kids until they're three months old. We're talking about family leave. Okay. Who gets paid family leave, D.C., Maryland, or Virginia?
1: um uh maryland that's it i don't know (laughs) i am panicked
2: the dc government employees get eight weeks of paid family leave and it's basically the same thing for maryland state employees they get 60 days of paid leave um virginia also offers state employees paid leave but when it comes to private employees like workers of private businesses the only place that is going to offer paid family leave by law and that's starting next year is the district a federal Uh government Lots of employees in the Washington region, but no formal system of paid leave. Most people who have kids and want to take any sort of leave have to basically accrue a bunch of sick time or use their vacation time or that sort of thing for what's essentially a maternity or paternity leave.
1: Oof, that is rough. All
2: right. To secure a spot in daycare before you reach the end of your maternity or paternity leave, you need to get on wait lists as soon as you know you're expecting a child or even before that.
1: Oh, God, that seems horrible, but I think it's probably true.
2: It is definitely partially true. It's not, you know, it's not the law of the land. You don't have to be on a wait list. But many people before they've even conceived, before they, they, they've they even had their child, will start going to child care centers and putting their names on wait lists because they know there are wait lists that can take years to clear through. Oh, my God. This ties into one important thing people don't realize about having kids in the DMV is that it is a world of wait lists ahead of you. You could be on a wait list for child care. You could be on wait lists after the school lottery. You're definitely going to be on waitlist if you want to join a pool in Maryland or Virginia. There's always waitlist for those. Even a pool? Like taekwondo classes have waitlist? No, wait lists. not taekwondo. Everything. There's waitlist for everything. So, yay, having kids.
1: Oh, this is really great. Thank you so much. There
2: you go. So, obviously this this was a game. But it's always interesting to kind of throw these facts out to people and be like, "You think that's true?" And they're like, "That can't be true. That's ridiculous." And you're like, "No, it's exactly true. It's what we live through."
1: Yeah, the game kind of helped me realize how how daycare could be so expensive in the region and and how answering why is so complicated too that there's different rules in every part of this region
2: right and there's no simple answer i mean you could say well if daycare is so expensive you know the market works off of supply and demand why don't you just dramatically increase the supply of seats that is one answer but then you also have to make sure that you have qualified teachers and childcare centers and there's just not enough of them to staff all the seats that you'd want to have and then even there the one thing that trips a lot of people up Parents pay a ton for daycare, but childcare providers actually get paid basically just minimum wage. They're not getting paid nearly enough for what they do. Right. So, additionally, the idea that you want to pay them more, but that means someone's going to have to pay for that. And parents right now are saying, we can't pay more. So, that money has to come from somewhere.
1: So, moral of the story I'm never having children. I'm just going to get a ton of cats.
2: This is true. Or just assume your kid's going to invent the next Facebook and you'll be a billionaire. You know. Oh, my kid definitely is. There you go.
1: So would you say this was like an A or A-plus performance?
2: Um, well, okay. since we're talking Maybe. about kids, we should we should rank it the way kids are ranked. I'd say this is like, it's not a smiley face. It's not a frowny face. It's like a middle. That is very rude. It's being a polite smiley face.
1: After hearing about how incredibly hard it can be to secure affordable daycare, I frankly needed a bit of a spirit boost. So I took a little field trip to this daycare center called Educare. Hey. It's in Anacostia and it's this beautiful Scandinavian looking building that has big windows and art all over the walls. I went there first thing in the morning, so there were lots of parents dropping off their little kids. And I got to see what it was like for parents who have found their way to a daycare that really works for them. So I asked two of them, what advice would you give parents or wannabe parents who are worried they won't ever figure out the system?
0: Even if you have to kind of depend on family in the beginning, um, you may have to switch your schedule around a little bit. um, But definitely do your research. There are so many different places where you can get resources from um that'll lead you into the right direction but I think it definitely does take time and you may run across a few different wait lists but don't let that deter you still put your name on the wait list cuz you never know like it can come up sooner than you think yeah don't be terrified of the wait list Blair is drawing a little X Blair Blair You know, when you tour, like, the schools and stuff, make sure you're thinking in your head, can I, can I as a parent, build a relationship with these teachers, with the staff? Because if you can't build a relationship with them, you don't have any communication, you don't have any connection to when you're at work and your child's at school. You know, it's always a good thing to use the... Head Start or daycare or wherever you decide to put your kid as another support system, which that's what it is.
1: Thanks to Educare for letting us visit. And to the parents you heard from, Sarita Jackson and Rashida Rhodes, for sharing their wisdom. Thanks also to Ellie and Martin for sharing some of their knowledge with a noob like me. I'm honestly still a little terrified at the idea of navigating this complex system of who cares for who and for how much, if and when, I choose to have kids. But I feel optimistic at how many families are making it work. Parents, I salute you. You're crushing it. This show is produced by Daisy Rosario, Ponce Rutch, and me, Michaela Lefrak. Original music by Ben Privet. Sound mixing by Natalie Yurov Livker. WAMU's general manager is JJ Yor. Andy McDaniel oversees all content. Jeffrey Katz is our news director. This episode marks the end of the first season of the What's With Washington podcast. I know, it's sad. But if you love the show, tell a friend about it. Tell your mom. Leave it on for your dog while you're at work. We'll be back as soon as we possibly can with more episodes for your ear holes. And while you wait, send us your questions about the region or your thoughts on the first season. We'd love to hear from you. You can do all of that at wamu.org slash what's with. I'm Michaela Lefrac, and I have one last thanks to Washington for being so weird and wonderful. And thanks to all of you for listening.